Romans chapter 1 and verse 17. If you could just open up your Bibles, let's begin there. I want to give a recap. Um, we're good, we're live. All right, welcome those that are watching us and listening to us through podcasts and through YouTube around the world. You're here at Supernatural Culture. And today we're talking about the momentum. And we're in part three of a series. Uh, we started the first teaching with my wife, sharing on momentum, introducing momentum. Last week I, I taught part two. And I want to give a quick recap. Um, last week I shared with you guys a little bit about synchronization and how God wants heaven to become one with the earth or earth to become one with heaven. And we call that synchronization. And I talked to you guys, what is it that synchronizes us with God? And uh, I taught you guys that there's a key ingredient. In Romans 1.17, we see this scripture. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So I discussed and I taught you guys last week that the Bible teaches us there that faith to faith, faith is a journey. Faith has a destination. Faith can be increased. Faith has dimensions. It says from faith to faith. So the Bible teaches us that the key from one dimension of faith to another dimension of faith is revelation. That is the difference between one dimension of faith that you're in right now and another dimension of faith that you're growing and you're going into. And I just believe with all of my heart that any area where you're stuck, where you're bound, where you feel confused, where you don't have direction, it's time for a fresh revelation. Amen? So, you know, whenever, that's what I call a breakthrough. A breakthrough is something, there's a wall, there's a hindrance, there's a limitation, there's a mindset, there's a demon spirit, there's something that doesn't break, it doesn't change, you don't get healed, you don't get answers, you don't get a response, and you don't understand, it's time for a breakthrough. Now what breaks through? What breaks through is when revelation comes. And so I want you to write down what is revelation. This is what synchronizes us with heaven to release heaven on earth. Revelation, write this down, is a sudden burst of the knowledge of God that comes to our spirit and with an impelling force and induces supernatural motion or breakthrough. I'm going to repeat it. Revelation is a sudden burst of the knowledge of God. It comes to your spirit with a force. It induces spiritual motion and breakthrough. So, how do you know it was God? You know it was God because it gets you moving. It may, you bring changes. You start uh, improving your area of prayer. All of a sudden, you want to pray more. You know, how do you know that voice was with God? All of a sudden, you don't want to be in the same relationship anymore. All of a sudden, you're cutting ties with things that was pulling you back to the world. That's revelation. When a healing comes, you say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to be sick. I'm not going to live by pills. I'm going to live a divine, healthy life. Revelation. So when you understand that, if you want to go to the new dimension in any area of your life, you need fresh revelation. Let's look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Look at how Jesus put it. He put it this way. He says, but he answered unto him, unto Satan. He said, it is written, man shall not live by what? Bread alone. But by how many words? 
every word that proceeds out of what? The mouth of God. Jesus says, you as a Christian, your lifestyle, everything you do is going to be dependent upon the words that come out of the mouth of God. And that's what I call revelation. The Bible also calls it rema. Everybody say rema. What is, a, what is a rema? The Bible has two types in Greek. It has two terms for the word word. Okay, like the scriptures, the word of God. Number one, write it down, is the word logos. And logos in Greek basically means information, knowledge. So the Bible is the logos word of God. It's the written word. It's the informative word. However, there's another word in Greek to describe the word word, and it's the word rema. And rema is not written form. It is spoken form. So there's a difference between the written word of God and the spoken word of God. When Jesus said, you shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, what he was saying is you're going to live by every rema that comes from the mouth of God. For example, there are people that read the Bible for hours and still there's no faith. I'm going to tell you why. Because if you go to Romans chapter 10 verse 17, go to Romans chapter 10 verse 17 for a minute. This is a side note. You're going to find a scripture that teaches. Look what it says in Romans 10 17. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the rema of God. Did you see that? The word word there is not logos. So faith doesn't come by reading the logos. Faith comes by hearing the rema. Let, let me say that again. Faith. Say with me faith. What do you need to change that area of your life, of your marriage, of your business, of your schooling, of your mindset, of your body, any area of your life? There's a lack of of revelatory faith. There's a lack of, what is faith? Faith is revealed knowledge. Write that down. What is faith? Faith is revealed knowledge. When the knowledge becomes real, alive inside of you, you have faith. You can't mustard faith by grinding your teeth. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. No. Faith is a spirit. The Bible calls it the spirit of faith. The Holy Spirit is the one who produces and activates the faith. And the Bible calls Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. The Bible calls Jesus the justifier of our faith. So the Bible says without faith it's impossible to what? Please God. So in order to please God, you need revelatory knowledge to activate faith, to access God, to bring him to earth. Can you say amen to that? So... What does revelation do? Write this down. I'm still in the recap. Number one, revelation produces supernatural encounters. And let me tell you something. The difference between religion and true Christianity are encounters with a living God. You do not serve a religion. If, you if, if your life is not continuously having fresh encounters, please listen to me, young adults, youth and adults. If your life is not having continuous encounters with the living God, you have, back, you have, you have uh, um, um, backslid into religion. Apostle Smith Wigglesworth used to say this. Every day 
you're either drawing closer to God or you're backsliding. Write that down. Smith Wigglesworth used to say, every day you're either drawing closer to God or you're backsliding. In other words, you need a fresh revelation for that day. Fresh, his word to be breathed into your life. It, it activates you to have an encounter with God. Number two, revelation brings transformation. The Bible says in Romans 12, 2, it says, be not transformed. By, it, says, it says, do not be conformed by this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What renews your mind? It's the word of God. And what type of word? Logos or rema? The rema word of God. Okay, what do I mean by rema? You're reading the logos. You're reading the Bible. You're reading it. You're reading it. You're reading it. How many has this ever happened to you? You're reading the Bible. You're reading it. But also you're like, oh, snap. i never seen that before. How many has that ever happened to you? The logos became rema. The Holy Spirit did this. Breathed it fresh into your heart. What happened when that fresh breath came into your heart? Faith was burst. All of a sudden, now you're encountering God in that scripture. That scripture is coming to life. That's where transformation takes place. Number three, revelation provokes manifestation. So, for example, I, you know, the Holy Spirit told me two weeks ago on a youth night, I see somebody with an injury in the ankle. Who's that person? The person comes forward. When the person comes forward, it was Susie. The Lord shows me September 15. I said, what is that? She says, that's the, that's the, um, the, 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 the independence of Guatemala. And I said, what does that mean to you? She says, I've been crying for the last, and the Lord showed me, for the last two weeks something's been going on. What is this? I've been crying because all my family has their papers, and I'm the only one that doesn't have it, and I'm from Guatemala, and that's what that date means to me. So then we lay hands on her. And she feels the fire of God inside of her bones, and God heals her ankle. One revelation brought manifestation and brought transformation. Can you say amen to that? Praise God. So revelation activates faith for the supernatural. All right? And number five, revelation produces supernatural movement. Watch this. The day revelation stops in your life, movement stops. The day revelation stops in a church, movement stops. That is why I'm always hungry for fresh revelation from God. Otherwise, if you just repeat the same teachings, the same teachings, the same teachings, there's no expansion. There's no growth. There's no movement. You notice that supernatural culture, we're always in movement. We're always doing something new. We're always doing something fresh. We're always going for a new challenge. That's the revelation, the rema of God. I'm going to tell you the next challenge for first SC. You guys ready? We need our own worship culture album. Are you, are you hearing me? Say, I'm ready for more. So we always, as here at SC, we're always going to be stretching for new dimensions. As a matter of fact, write this down. Provoke yourself to stretch your limits. That's a good word right there. Provoke yourself and stretch your limits. Or let me say this with Provoke yourself to push your limits. What, write that down. That's a, that's a good one right there. Provoke yourself to push your limits. Let me give you an example. How many of you pray every day? All right. Those of you who don't pray, you know what you need to push? You need to push to start at least one minute of prayer. Are you hearing me? And I'm not talking about on your way to school, Father, cover me today. <laughs> that's, that, that's talking to God. I'm talking about intimacy with God, alone time, quality time, being alone with the Lord. 
All right? Number two, let's say you pray, let's say you pray five minutes. You know what you need to push? You need to break through five and get ten or thirty minutes or an hour. Jesus said, you couldn't pray not even one hour with me? That's what Jesus told Peter. So I'm constantly looking to push the limits. Sometimes I'll be in my room and, you know, my wife, she knows this. I'll just be there for hours just praying and see God. And I'm pushing the limits. And I'm pushing the limits because I'm hungry for more. It's not the quantity, it's the quality. But sometimes it takes hours just to have one moment of quality. Sometimes I'll go hours and I won't hear nothing until all of a sudden the voice of the Lord comes in. Sometimes the first moment I lift up my hands, boom, the voice of the Lord is right there. The presence of God is there. Because it's not about the time, it's about the encounter. Pastor, how long should I pray until you encounter him? Can you say amen? Pastor, sure. how long do you pray? People oftentimes, when they see the miracles and they see the prophetic and they see the power, they see revelation. Pastor, how, how long do you pray? I pray until something happens. <laughs> That's the acronym for push. Pray until something happens. You pray until you have an encounter. Now, write this down. What are the breakthroughs that you need? Number one, you need to have a breakthrough of yourself. Too many people are too worried about what they feel, what they think. They give excuses. They're in a comfort zone. They have the same habits they had six months ago, six years ago. You need a breakthrough from yourself. Listen to me. You got to stop being so critical about yourself and be set free from yourself so you can be who God created you to be. Number two, you need a breakthrough from people. Come on, let's talk about that one for a minute. How many times do you make your decisions based on people's opinions? Or you're afraid of what people, or you don't do something because you're afraid of what they're going to say. You're afraid of what, listen, if you fear more the opinion of man than the opinion of God, there's a problem. Because the Bible says, cursed is the man that trusts in man. But blessed is the man that trusts in God. Praise God. Can you say amen? So you need a breakthrough from people. You need to be able to say, listen, God's got the final word. I trust the word of the Lord. You respect people. You honor, especially your authorities. But you need to be set free from people. Number three, you need a breakthrough from culture. And, 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 this, and this is a big one right here. This is a big one because, you know, oftentimes we tend to stick to our culture trends. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good things that come from our cultures. But there's a lot of bad things that come from it as well. And our culture is a kingdom culture, not an earthly culture. Like, I'm, you know, my family's Hispanic. I'm born in America. But you want to know what? There's some good things that come from the Hispanic roots, and there's some bad things that come from it. And I need to know, watch this, what's in my DNA that I'm going to activate and I'm going to deactivate? There are things in my DNA that don't need to be popping up. There are things that my father did that don't need to be coming up now in my life. There are things that my ancestors did like idolatry and witchcraft and adultery. And I deactivate that DNA and now I activate a new blood vessel, a new vein of holiness, of purity, of the fear of God. I'm decoding all of the genetics that brought curses and I'm activating new... 
The Holy Spirit is the greatest web designer to remove the encoded, the codes that are going to bring curses on your life. You need to decode your old generations and activate a fresh new DNA of purpose, of faith, of life, of hope. Of... Let me give you an example. Pastor, I'm just a very timid person. No, you don't stick to your culture's or your ancestors' DNA because heaven is passionate. No, no, let me talk. Let me, let me, let me, let me talk about that for a minute. No, you know, Pastor, I'm a very proper and I'm very structured and I'm very nice. I just, I just, I don't like to be decomposed. I don't like for my mascara to get loose. Listen to me. Stop worrying about people. Stop trying to, you know, not, you know, become a. God wants a broken vessel. God only uses broken vessels. Why am I always being broken? Because that's all God uses. God uses a broken vessel. Now you understand, the more prideful you are, the more egoistic you are, the more he's going to break you. Because the more he wants to use you. So the quicker you surrender, the quicker you avoid. That's revelation. Can somebody say revelation? Why do I keep repeating history? Why does it keep happening to me? Because you keep doing the same stupid things and you don't surrender. And God is saying, when you surrender and you let go, you're going to be a broken vessel. And I'm happy in that place. Because then I can use you. You become my donkey. Even donkeys prophesy when, when they submit to God. Can you say amen? So you need a breakthrough from culture. Listen to me. Next year are the elections for 2020. The, there's, there's a whole bunch of crazy things going on in the government, in the United States, and things like that. Don't fall into the culture trend. Don't become a culture person. Be a kingdom person. What does that mean? That doesn't mean that we agree with everything the government does, what the president does or says, but we need to pray for our nation. We need to pray for the president. It doesn't matter what president is. We're not Democrats. We're not Republicans. We're kingdom culture-minded people. Don't fall into the trap that society is trying to pull and continue to poison from both sides. Can you say amen? It's both sides. So we need a breakthrough from culture, and we need to show the culture what does heaven look like. Amen, church? And number four, we need a breakthrough from the systems of the world. All right, I'm going to start. Now I start my message. <laughs> that was the introduction. Are we ready? All right, let's talk about today how to activate revelation. <clears throat> if I need a breakthrough, I know I need a fresh word, a fresh revelation, a fresh encounter with God. But then how do I provoke that? How do I activate that in my life? Go with me to Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. There's an anointing for teaching this morning. Behold, I stand at the what? At the door. And what does he do? Knock. If anyone hears my, my what? One more time. My what? Voice. And opens the, I will come in and to him and dine with him and he with me. The word dine means fellowship, connect, intimacy. So look what he says. Behold, in other words, watch. I stand at the door. The word behold means stare, watch, um, wait. And it means I stand at the door and I'm knocking. So in other words, you think you're looking for God. God's looking for you. <laughs> you, you you're like, I, 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 I want to know you, God. I want to be. And God's like, I've been knocking. 
I've been here at the door of your footstep, and I'm waiting for you to answer. And the only thing you need to do is, see, the Bible says only if you become like a child will you enter the kingdom. What is the kingdom? It's the atmosphere of heaven. So there's an entry point to access that atmosphere. And it says to access it, you got to become like a child. Now, what's the beautiful thing about children is that when a father talks to them, they have the tendency to eventually say, I'm going to follow my father's voice. Of course, they rebel. I get it. But the tendency is that children believe their fathers. So Jesus is saying, if you will believe and hear my voice, look what happens. In the moment you hear the revelation, the spoken voice of God. Look what Jesus says. A door is opened. The supernatural realm. Let's say this is the supernatural realm. And let's say this is the earthly realm. To access it, it's always there. Jesus said, watch this. Jesus said the kingdom of, hand, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's available. It's touchable. You can access it. There's, it has tangibility. But to manifest it, there's a door or there's a passage or there's a gate. And Jesus said, I am the gate. So when you tap into Jesus, you open the gate. And more specifically, when you lend your ear to hear the fresh breath of God for your business. For any, whenever you're stuck, you say, Holy Spirit, I need your voice. You cannot live without the voice of God. We, listen, we live in dangerous times. You could, you could drive to a mall where there's a shootout and kills everybody. But if you're just attending to the voice, if you're attending to that voice, it will save your life. How many accidents have you been spared just because you felt not to go to that day? Or, or, or to turn right or, or whatever it is. Pay attention to that still, small voice. Because when you do, you open the door to the supernatural. Come on, give God some glory. Come on, give a strong hand to Jesus. Lift up your hand and say, I want heaven on earth as a lifestyle. But if you want the lifestyle, you need to be sensitive to what he's saying. For example, I know an, um, an evangelist. You know what he does? And I've done this in my life as well. He'll sit in his room and he'll pray until he has a vision of somewhere in his day. And he'll see like a, a, a water hose or a well or whatever in India. And he sees a man coming and whatever. And as soon as he has that vision, he gets up, he walks over, he goes to the well, and he waits for the person he saw in the vision to arrive. And every single time, something crazy and supernatural happens. He event See, one day I, I, I taught a school of evangelism in Miami, and I taught my students. I, I, see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you guys more and more every day. But one day I pushed my students to believe for a phone number. <laughs> and the activation was to hear and to call and win them to Christ. And I'll never forget, the Lord gave me a number, and when I called, the person was a backslider from our church. 
They received Christ, they got reconciled, and got back into church. The voice opened the portal to activate the power of God. Come on, come on, come on, give a hand to Jesus. And, and, and that goes for any area of your life. Anything that you need. you need. You need money? You know there's a scripture in Isaiah that says that you will buy without money. The scripture says you will buy without money. What does that mean? Supernatural provision. What does supernatural provision look like? It's not always in money. Sometimes you just show up and, and you don't owe it anymore. You're like, what the heck? I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. You know, sometimes the more you know, the worse it is. The, the more you know, you activate reason. And reason cuts faith and faith cuts. You cut faith, you cut the blessing. How did the, how, who deposited this? How did this money get here? I, I don't know. Who the heck? Jesus. All right, Lord, I praise you. Keep, keep your innocence. Because the enemy's after your innocence. Because if he steals your innocence, he steals your faith. If he steals your faith, he st- you know what? You know what faith is? Can you give me like a credit card or a card or any type of card or something? All right, give, give me a card. Faith is like, it's like, you know, you know, you know when a when um, a bank is closed, you got to swipe your card and open the door. Faith is like. Door opens. And now you have access to enter the bank. You again put your faith into Christ and you can withdraw from the bank of heaven. Come on, you got it. Come on, you got to you gotta praise God this morning. I'm going to keep this bank on my skin. <laughs> can you say amen? Are you, are you learning something? My God, I have so much to give. I'm still like halfway, all right? So Jesus is standing at the door and he's knocking. He wants you to cross over, but you've got to be sensitive to revelation. You got to be sensitive. Continue. Let me say it another way. You need to be hungry for fresh revelation. You should be hungry. Say it with me, hungry. Every day you should be, I'm hungry, God. Speak to me today. I want your word. I want your rema. What is your rema for this day of my life? What is your rema for this season of my life? What is your rema for this year that's coming in 2020? What is your rema for my business, God? What is your rema for my school? Where am I going to study next? Where, where, what business am I to open? Who am I to partner with? What type of a, of, 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 of a family do I want to see? Who will I make? God, I need a, don't ever get in a relationship if you don't got a rema, if you don't got a revelation, if you don't got a conviction of peace to know what is revelation. Revelation means I know that 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 I know this is the will of God. There ain't no doubt about it. There's no questioning about it. And when you have revelation and they tell you, no, it's not going to happen. I don't care what you say. He already told me I stand on the word of God and I believe. God to open the door and I'm going to stand here until the door somebody shout yes I'm going to stand I'm going to behold and I'm going to wait until he slaps it open because if he said it he's not a man that he should lie nor the son of man to repent I believe God say I believe so hearing God 
opens the door of the supernatural for him to visit our world. You show up to your boss, you need a, you need a raise. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you how to get a raise pretty quickly. Stop trying to ask for the raise and say, God, give me something he needs. Give me a word that only comes from you. I'm going to pray for it. I'm going to fast for it. I'm going to wait for it. And as soon as I got a rema, I'm, I'm making the transfer, the withdrawal, and I'm going to deposit it into his life, into her life. And guess what's going to happen? The door of favor is going to open up over my life and now all of a sudden he doesn't see you the same way she don't see you the same way she says there's something different about her there's something different about him my God are you hearing what I'm saying one word can change your destiny I, I was in Chile and I was in the car and the person was driving me it was business people and all of a sudden, as they're driving me, I have a vision, and I see oil bursting out of the ground. And I see a contract. And I tell her, I don't know what this means. I don't understand it. Because the prophetic, you can't question it. You just have to believe it and release it. And sometimes it doesn't happen in the moment. It happens later. But you got to be willing to step out in faith. And as I tell her, I said, I don't know what this means, but I see oil bursting out of the ground. What does this mean? She starts crying. She says, my husband <coughs> has a company where he builds the machines for the government of Chile to drill oil out of the ground. And he says, watch this. He says, he has a contract that's been stuck with China. And if, they, if it releases on Tuesday, it will be worth millions of dollars. Each machine was, I think, like two, three million dollars. Well, the word of knowledge came. The prophetic word was released. I prayed over the contract. That was, I think, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday, he shows up to the meeting. He got the breakthrough. Amen. He signed the contract. And the government of Chile and China began to purchase these multi-billion dollar machines. Revelation. broke open what was stuck can you say amen say I need revelation for breakthrough and momentum can you handle some more look at Revelation 320 Revelation 320 the chapter ends with Jesus talking about hearing my voice opening the door and connecting an intimacy well, look at the very next scripture. Turn it over to Revelation 4. You have to understand when you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit wrote it in an exact prophetic order. Watch this. Look at, look, at, look at chapter 3, verse 20 again. Look what it says. It says, I stand at the door and knock. What does he stand? At the what? At the door. And he what? Knock. And anyone who hears his and opens his? Okay. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Now go to the very next chapter. Chapter 4, verse 1. After this, after what? Hearing the voice. Behold, a what? Was standing open in heaven. 
There was what in heaven? What was there in heaven? A door. What do you see in that door? A lock. And what, what is, is it floating in the air? There's something holding it up, right? So is it possible that this door is not a frame door, but it's a person? Because the Bible calls Jesus the door and the gate. So, so, so the door that was standing open was not a thing. It was a person. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. And nobody goes through that door. to the Father, but Jesus Christ. So imagine he's there, and Jesus, I want to touch your life. I want to change that area of your life. I want to break that stubbornness off of you. It's good. I see the future. If you, don't get, if you don't break that stubbornness, you're going to end up dry in a desert. You're going to repeat history. You're going to make a circle in the desert, and you're going to start back from point A when I wanted you a See, you can either learn through revelation or tribulation. Everybody go. You can say, I can learn through revelation or tribulation. God says, let go of that donkey stubbornness. Let it go. Stop kicking. Let it go. Receive my revelation. When you do, you're going to, and, and notice the revelation rose him up to the perspective of Jesus. Did you, did you capture that? Look what it says. It says, after this, I behold, a door was open, and the, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet talking to me, and he said, come up. What did he say? And I will show you things. And the Bible said, immediately I was in the spirit and I was at the throne of heaven. And the one who sat on the throne. You see that? When you listen to the voice of God, when you have a revelation, you're synchronized with the perspective of heaven. You know, you know how I define revelation? Revelation is to see with the eyes of God. Revelation is to think how God thinks about a matter. Opinion is manipulated. Revelation is God-inspired. So, so you, you, you're, you have, you, you've seen something all your life a certain way. When revelation goes, oh my God, I've never seen that before. You know what that revelation means? The veil was removed. And now you're seeing and thinking how God sees it. Can you say amen? So he was caught up. I don't know if you guys can handle more. I think. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week. Same time. Same place. Hungry for more. Are you hungry for more? Mm -hmm.